Hi everyone. Uh, if you want to get lit with us, I know you hate it every single time. But if you do want to get lit with us, uh, the next book that we are going to be reading is *The Future Home of the Living God* by Louise Erdrich. I hope I'm pronouncing that last name right, but I'm horrible at pronunciation. So there we go. And exciting news: we are going to have uh, a special guest on. Yeah, we're going to have our first guest on this podcast. So uh, please check out that episode when it comes out and read and read up to it uh, to be uh, current, so you don't get spoiled. Uh, like, subscribe. Uh, it actually does help. Please do. Uh, but also, yeah, yeah, yada. And uh, thanks for listening. Thanks, everyone. I don't know if I should fight you or thank you. I'm really happy. I'm also I'm drunk. No, 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 no. Don't, there's no fucking wow. There, get the fuck out of here. Oh, the mix are winning. Nice. Every single time that you start to sing, I really try and catch it on. Um, let's say on tape. What the, where the fuck am I from? The 1990s. Isn't it weird that we're from the 1900s? Yeah, kind of, right? Right? <laughs> like, we are on the turn of a, 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 of a uh, uh, e- uh, millennium. Uh, I was going to say eon. That's not, that's not, that's not right. Turn of neon. Yeah, no, it makes me feel very strange. And now when people, like, ask for your ID and stuff, it ju- they just ask. They just look at to see if you're born in the 19... 19- yeah, are you? Yeah. Oh, man. It, 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 it's because so everyone that's way. born in... Two, like, if you're born in 2000, yeah. like... You're not. You, well, then you have to actually look, obviously. But if you, yeah, if, you, yeah. if you if you see the nineteen, then it's like, all right, they're old as dirt. Who fucking yeah. cares? I'm not old as dirt, Andy. You're old as dirt. <laughs> this is lit lit. <laughs> this is a podcast where we read books sober, we talk about them drunk. And my name's Danny Burford. No, I'm Andrew Klima. Uh And this week, besides talking about us being born in the 1900s. Um, we are reading The Paper Menagerie and Other Stories by Ken Liu. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, this first kind of, we, we, we were, we were, uh, meeting up and look, and looking into doing a short story collection, because we haven't done one of these for the, for the show yet, and we also, you don't read short story collections that much, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, you might dip into them every now and then, but they're not, like, a thing that you constantly go back to, right? No, I read, the last time I really read short stories, um was honestly in college, I think. Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, no, I read I read Impossible Owls. Yeah, the, the, the essay collection by Brian Phillips that, yeah. I, the, that I, I, I gave to you. Uh, but shout out Brian Phillips, who's phenomenal. Uh, yeah. He used to write for Grantland, uh, is an essayist and writes for The Ringer sometimes now. A really, really good writer. But Yeah, so that was pretty much... I haven't... Since college, I haven't really read anything. And I had thought that... Uh, I was gonna have read a couple of these stories, but uh-huh. I ended up ha- not. Uh, no, yeah, you had, they hadn't come across mm-hmm. your your desk, so to speak. They yeah. had not come. They had not come across. Um, but yeah, so fucking good. Uh, yeah, so I mean, beautiful. Oh uh, yeah, so so did you like it? Is an obviously answered question for the for this one. Um, I I loved this book. I was worried. Um, I will say that I think that I would read this book like in between. Other like reading other books, mm-hmm. um, only because I did have a little bit of a hard time like wanting to go back to it the same way that I do with like 
novels that have a storyline that take you through it. Interesting, because I actually had like an opposite reaction. Did where, you? Where, where, where like I, I kind of I, every every uh, you know what? Well, not, and some of them were longer, obviously, but like, every like fifteen to twenty-five pages, thirty pages or so was like a brand new thing to delve into. So it was kind of exciting to to, to get into something that you. You knew an idea of the vein it would be in, but you had no idea the specifics until you actually, you know, broached the subject. Yeah, yeah, I mean, um, I, so I eventually got to that point where I was like... Gotcha, gotcha. It really got me in, but... I think you, uh, I think it's the kind of thing where you have to, like, like the book before that starts to feel right. Yeah, uh, but I would definitely, I think that for another short story collection, I would probably read it if... I was also reading another novel. If, if I was reading like a super long novel, if I was reading like sure, a, a sure. series or something, and and wanted to have a little bit of a break from that writing or yeah, that sure. story, um, but I mean, it was absolutely gorgeous and heart wrenching and good god. <laughs> so so I had a, I had a little bit of experience with Ken Liu ahead of time. I had read um, the English version of the Three Body Problem by uh, Lu Xian. I'm, I'm sure I'm butchering mm-hmm. that. I apologize. Um, a Chinese author, and Ken Liu was a translator on the first and third books, I believe. And so when we were looking over idea, uh, possible short story collections to read, uh, this one jumped out because, A, it's like there's a bunch in here that have been nominated for, uh, no, nominated in, I believe, one uh, Nebulas and Hugos and other like literary awards. Um, and like that plus na- my, my my at least name recognition was a reason to to jump on this op- opportunity and I, I'm I'm glad that you felt the same way because this was just a phenomenal oh book like this like a cl- or a collection or whatever you want to say this was so so good yeah um, um, what were your top three stories okay also wait first just to say this yeah. is a collection of fifteen short stories yes we're gonna try and get to as many as we can yes. But we know we're not going to be able to go in as, like, as in-depth as we'd want to or, like, as we normally do with, you know, just a, a novel. Yeah. Um, but we want to try and get to as many as we can without, you know, not being able to kind of get in as in-depth as we want to. Yeah. I think, I think we're, we're going to try to, like, get like, – if we, if we both like, liked one in particular, find it valuable, then, then we'll get into that a little bit deeper. And we're going to try to have a little grab bag type of thing at the end where we talk mm-hmm. about either ideas from stories that we haven't talked about, that kind of thing. But, yeah, like, like we're trying to balance uh, expediency with uh, completeness here. So apologies if your favorite one gets, gets, gets left out or if you yeah. want to hear more about one in particular that we didn't get to. But I'm super, super stoked to hear what your top uh, – <laughs> <laughs> Three R because I think I might know, but I'm not sure. All right, yeah, let's well, let's do it. Well, well, you know, why don't we do this? Why don't, why don't I do like number three? You do number three. I do number two. You do number two. Is that well, like, it's a fun I, little game? <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, well, so let's, all right, then, then, I'll, then I'll start it. Then um, my number three. Um, I, I, so I have a bunch of honorable mentions that I'm not going to bring up here. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll save it for later. But th- like my number three was probably the hardest pick of all of this. Um, I, I settled on the, uh, the literomancer. Shut up. Yeah, that was, was my it, number three. <laughs> was number three too. All right, so, so let's so let's just both talk about that. Shut um, up. That's so funny. So uh, the Not prem- that funny. The premise of the literomancer <laughs> is um, there's a American, uh, a half American girl, half Asian girl who is in China with mm-hmm. her parents, um, and she is made fun of by girls in school for having uh, a Chinese ancestry and her- and like and heritage, like the food she, she yeah. eats at lunch and stuff like that. Um, and she doesn't have any friends. 
uh, and she's from Texas originally, is where they lived in, in the U.S. before they moved over to, to China. And she meets a villager and his son, uh, son or grandson? Oh, it's or, grandson. Well, um, grandson. Yeah, yeah, in quotes because it, because it was a, like a member of the family that took care of him after you know, tragedy struck and whatnot. Yeah. And... Um, she, he is, he is a literomancer. He is someone who finds the meaning in uh, people's lives uh, from the characters that make up their name or, or for the phrases that they choose uh, to focus on. Like, yeah. Arm, I think, is one of the ones he, she brings up early, early on yeah, in the story. Yeah, but it's looking, at the, it's looking at the Chinese characters. Yes, yes, and, and extrapolating from there. Like, yes. with the, with the, with the, so uh, cool. And, and, Chinese, and Chinese characters are, are, are complex because they are, all, they are often combinations of, of things mm-hmm. as well. So, like, a, like a, a name for... Uh, I... I I'm I'm butchering this. This is not an actual thing, so please don't yell at me. But like, for example, like the idea of home might be um, a house or a structure, a character for like a, a house or a structure like that, as well as um, uh, family or something along along those lines. That but, was something that, and I'm just going to tangent into this story really, sure. really fucking quick. That was something that um, I really loved about this story, and then also in the short story. Um, Mono no aware. Yeah. When yeah. they're talking about, oh, so we're we're star guests or you yes. know whatever, and he was like, well, no, actually, that it's, it doesn't work like that. You don't. You're not actually getting the song mm-hmm. of the words behind it because there's so much more that goes into, uh, you know, what a character means versus like when you're using it in a sentence or anything like that, which I thought was super fucking cool. And for anyone who has not had any experience with uh, Chinese characters or any other kind of pictogram-ish uh, written language, um, it is very interesting to get into. I, I, I don't have a lot of depth in that field. Uh, I have at least some exposure to it, um, but it's this, this is the kind of story that makes it interesting because it's someone who's deriving meaning from the uh, the arrangement and, uh, and inclusion of characters to uh, apply to in this case this little girl's story, um, and it turns tragic because she is working for someone who's essentially doing uh, like psyops for the U.S. government in China. But she's not working for. Well, no, no. She, she, she is not. Her father. Is. Her, I was going to say, her, wait, did no, I no, no, miss no, something no, in this no, story? No, no, she's no, like eight. No, no. She, she is not an agent of the uh, of the U.S. government in this regard. No, uh, no she, she is a, she is a, a child whose parents are doing that. Um, and yeah. her, and, well, and, and, the, but the mother is, compl- the mother is complicit right. though, in, in terms of her knowing at least what he's doing. She's, she's not doing the work herself. Up. So, so, yeah, so what happens essentially is that she talks to this guy, um, this, this grandfather and his grandson, again in air quotes, uh, uh, for, you know, looking for a friend in, the, in, in her new home. And well, she gets, she gets chased, she gets chased by like the oh, local yeah, yeah, boys yeah. and gets like mud thrown at her and stuff like that. And then she's riding the, like an ox or a bison yeah, or something like that. Because she ox. was. Because she was riding uh, horses, uh, yeah, she was riding Water horses buffalo. back in um, in Texas, and she was very good at it, which is why she latches onto that. And yeah. yeah, and so then he and his grandson come in and like get rid of the boys or anything like that, and they yeah. invite her over, and then start having conversations and start talking about literomancy, and then he says a word that she doesn't understand, which I had to even uh, look up. or whatever. Yeah, which yeah. I didn't know meant that it's a city, it's basically a city that has to be on a port that, like, or gets all of their, like, sea goods and, like, yes. on a sea. Right? And, Did I yeah, pick that up? No, no, you're, you're fine. Yes. Um, and, <laughs> and, and, and basically she, like, the, the, the older man tells 
the story of how he came to reside in this village and the like Chinese history I mean to, to be very clear I'm not singling out Chinese history uh, all history is very fucked up the Chinese history though of the of the, of the 20th century is incredibly topsy-turvy and crazy because of all the competing ideologies that come across in, in multiple uh, multiple times during one person's lifetime and so something that was innocuous as hell uh 30 years ago could get you killed in present day because of yeah. the, the, the shifting allegiances and that's more or less what happens to this character um, he's telling her stories she just act, she just repeats a part of that story from uh, when talking with her parents her father who happens to be like again running like essentially like gr- uh, counter insurgency stuff um, in uh, or in, at least at the very least intelligence uh, yeah. uh, schemes in China uh, hears it latches onto it gets the, the father and the the grand or the grandfather mm. and the grandson brought Who's in 14? for for torture essentially 15? yeah and then like has to like live with the aftermath of, of that when they are both you know spoiler alert I mean, to be very clear all of these stories are going to have spoilers and we're gonna, and we're going to go through them yeah. um, they're killed in cap- in captivity and uh, he she hears him discuss that with uh, you know her, her mother, and that's how she learns what happened to this man. Um, it is tragic. It is a brutal story as far as how like the the intelligence yeah. communities and uh, intelligence communities and how U.S. involvement in particular uh, fucked a whole lot of shit up for a, a vast number of normal people. And it is brilliantly told in terms of a sympathetic angle, and it is also just. I mean, it's gut-wrenching yeah. regardless of what you say. I, so, something that I really loved about this story, um, and it's something that I think flows through a couple of these different stories, too, that we'll, mm-hmm. we'll get to, is the idea of um, storytelling and being the one responsible for keeping, you know, yes. part of a culture alive or, mm-hmm. um, like, a, just being responsible for continue, like continuing a story or, you know... A legacy like or... Yeah, a legacy, exactly. Yeah. Um, and just the way that he describes um, the Chinese characters and pulling them apart and what they mean and what they can mm-hmm. mean and everything like that was... I was sitting there and I was like, I want some... I, I want to do that. And I do <laughs> understand that that is... It's nowhere near the same, but I'm sure that people would be like, well, it's like... Are you a Scorpio? Or yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you know, Do, but doing I know, rising sign stuff. Or yeah, yeah, which I know like isn't isn't the same thing. Um, but for some reason, when I write the word Danny on a page, I'm just like not hit by <laughs> you know anything. Yeah, that's gonna be great. <laughs> but I I, th- I think that's I, I think that's one of the reasons why this this aspect is very appealing, both about the story and in general. I mean, they're like. Uh, it, it, it's fetishization to a degree of like why so many people have like uh, you know Chinese characters. How many, so many American people have like Chinese character tattoos and stuff like that because it's like this this like you know different and ancient and, myst- and mystical type thing, which is you know obviously a lot of horseshit. But when you get into someone who actually does understand of it and can talk about the language thoroughly and can talk about the like, the history, uh, it, it becomes very interesting to actually break that down. Yeah, yeah. Um, also. Just the brutality that most of these stories have. Oh my god, yeah. That's a running theme, too. Is just... But it's such... It's realistic. It's such realistic brutality that you're getting put... You're getting forced as a reader into some real situations that did happen, are happening, that people are... Like, these atrocities that people are dealing with and are having to go through. And Ken Liu does such a great job at 
making these stories, which are, you know, fantastical and sci-fi and mm-hmm. and everything like that, silk punk, is that what it is? Or is that's, one, that's one of the ways he refers yeah. to it, at least, yeah. And um, p- then putting in these instances where you're like, oh shit, no, this is like a real, like, this, this is, is real. real shit this that is, families have to deal torture. with, yeah. yeah. When they... When they said they put the bamboo shoots underneath his fingernails <laughs> and then Christ, used yeah. a hammer, I, I, I had, I had to skip over a yeah. couple sentences. When he when they bring in the son and he's and and grandson, I guess, and his and his panic is as about like, like, please, like whatever with me, but like do not hurt him. Do not and, kill him. And, and, do not he, kill him. And, and they're both you know killed for the sake of just complete hubris and bullshit and, and, yes. and, and a lack of understanding and a lack of a cultural understanding is also a big thing that's going to come, come over when over again with when this. the daughter finds um, when Lily the mm-hmm. finds the note from her dad <sighs> and like at, yeah. in his office and she like picks it up and reads it just holy shit. It's it, like, there's 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 a couple of stories in here uh, that that what he does a great job of is um, making this brutality kind of commonplace and not as in it's unimportant but it's introduced to the story in obviously like important moments but it's not it's it's not making it out to be a bigger deal than it is in the moment which actually makes it more impactful like he kind of introduces a lot lot like oh this is something that happened next like this is the natural next place that the story would take or this or this tale would go and the almost casual nature of it um without reveling in it whatsoever um is what makes it so impactful at least to me uh it's it's it is rough but in like a very very good way i guess as far as like what you get out of it um what was your book? We have to go. We have to move yeah, on. Yeah, what yeah, was your we look, book? yeah. We're gonna keep going. Right, so, what so that was bo- at least that was both of our three. Okay, that was, that was both of our threes. <laughs> uh, all right, and, and 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 just for anyone listening, by the way, like this is not like a bit. Like we do not know each other's top no. threes. Like we knew we were gonna do a top three going into this, but we did not uh, have that. We don't know what each other's are. No. So I'm actually curious if this keeps going. Uh, my number two is all the flavors. Oh, that um, was my honorable mention. Yeah, that, I, I totally understand that. Like I, I, I. I, I I, I just like it a whole lot because it is such a good story of what it means to come to a new place, in this case America, from mm-hmm. China, um, and, and try to make something in particular for yourself. And um, while while still trying to... Uh, to uh, it's, it's so complex because they're trying... Uh, the, the basis of the story is there's a, a group of Chinese uh, people that come to Idaho, right? Um, during, like, the... Uh, no, the blo- it's Missouri... No, no yeah, it's, you're, it's, right, it's, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. They're called the Missouri um, Boys. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Are, the, the, yeah. The, the outlaws are, yeah. So, um, it's about it's about Idaho City and a pe- bunch of... Um, well, there's a, a variety of factors that go into it, but there's a white family who emigrated from... Or emigrated, if it's the same country, from, uh, like, uh, Hartford, Connecticut, actually. Yeah. To, uh, out, out to... Do not... Negative shout-out, Hartford, um, to uh, Idaho... And there's a group of Chinese uh, workers that move into the area, and, and and the daughter of the family starts interacting with, with the daughter's with them over name time. is Lily too. It's a running theme. <laughs> I didn't notice that until now. Because you're looking, yeah, because you're looking for names as we go yeah. through the books, yeah. So, um, so the main the the leader of the group of Chinese workers is 
um, a, a, a man who's like who's given the name of Logan, but obviously he has a Chinese uh, name that it derives from, and he is just uh, an enigmatic presence. He's he's very yeah. much a um, a natural leader of men, and he's uh, both an intimidating but kind of soft uh, personality as well. Like when dealing with hard men, he is hard, and when he's dealing with this with this girl Lily, he's a very like you know caring and conscientious person. Yeah, and. I- Okay. loved him as a character and that's what, and, that and that's was, probably the reason I, I, I ended up making a number two it, overall it also is one of those books that uh, one of the stories that ended not horrifyingly not not not, not unambiguously horrifying yeah yeah um, I mean there were definitely things that happened in there where you were like what the fuck is going on yeah. but I also love the little um, author's notes at the end of that one yeah absolutely where it says that in in the city that they're in, they that city still celebrates Chinese New Year. But, but because they they do that because they they, they were yeah. denied bring, the ability to bring their families over, and they couldn't intermarry uh, with white families due to uh, to, to racial segregation laws. And so the, the the bloodlines essentially of those Chinese workers that came over died out because they neither could go back home nor bring their families over nor uh nor, nor intermarry and it's really fucked up as far as that goes too i didn't put together so the idea of like a bloodline just like dying mm-hmm. one, it, it once again hits one of those triggers of just like things that i can't think about oh okay i don't know why uh i think it's just like thinking about future stuff again uh-huh. uh which freaks me out um and that me. it doesn't matter like and that realistically, everyone's bloodline is gonna go like, yeah, like, gonna go away. Like or I was walking it... by a fucking cemetery today. It was also <laughs> ninety thousand degrees outside. Walking by a cemetery, and I was like, saw some of the, the, the tombstones on the edge of the cemetery that were have definitely been there since like the eighteen hundreds. Yeah, in Boston, and I was like, who visits? Which, which you? is old to us, which is hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, go ahead. I was like, who visit? Like no, who? I don't know. No, who knows you? Yeah, yeah. Who, who's keeping? Who do you up, know here? <laughs> who is keeping up your watch? Who who yeah. is still coming through and, and checking in? Yeah. And I had to immediately turn off my brain. Immediately, <laughs> I was just like, "Nope, we're not going there. It's ten in the morning. Like, we don't have to do this right now. We can we can chill out for a hot second. We, we, we can or something. We can instead not think about death and eternity and the illumination of no. And well, then I came lineage. back and yeah. finished this book, and then <laughs> I had to again. <laughs> And, and and this story, I think this story does does a really good job of kind of nailing down um, the, this idea of kind of perpetuation uh, of, mm-hmm. of 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 trying to create something new in a new place. Now we discussed the history that happened that happened uh, yeah. in reality um, in, in America in actual U.S. history, which again we don't really hear much about. But um, the idea of someone coming over making something brand new in a brand new country and being able to own it and by the end of the story uh, they actually do a very good job of bring, of bringing around the kind of racist white people yeah. that are in the area and making it a community as opposed to a uh, a, a, a place where everyone is uh, ostracized or at least segregated you know one part of the story that really like hit home with me of sure. just Americans not understanding nor having the respect to try to understand other cultures yes was was the scene when they were eating food 
and they had made it, they had cooked dog. Yes, yes, yes. And they had this whole thing. They were like, "Oh, so you cook animals that you like, but just not that much. No, not too much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so they were like, "Well, we can't keep them as pets." And they're like, "Well, we also keep them as pets, but yeah. like, so it just opens your eyes to things that in America, for like, we can't comprehend because we don't care enough to have to have those ideas challenged." Because we, yeah, America is this, uh, like by its very nature, which which is again a theme that Ken Liu comes back to a number of times in this book is this idea of cultural assimilation versus cultural yeah. preservation, and people that have been living in America for long enough are kind of, uh, have have this idea of like this is our country. If you come here, you got to be American. Now it's like, yeah, dude, but like back it up fifty. A hundred years, like it's the same thing happening to your people, but instead it's commonplace now. Like the only people that can kind of claim cultural heritage yeah. of this country are the people that we it's, all but all but like, eradicated over through war. It's like if you're really gonna have a hard time with eating a dog, like go watch the videos of the cows seeing grass for the first time, and tell me <laughs> that they're not also like the fucking happiest animals in the world. I can't. I, I, it's it's hard. It's hard to eat uh, uh, octopus. Like having a having a like oh I don't pul- pulpo, I can't a dish uh, knowing how intelligent octopus is. Octopus is also fucking delicious, and it's really hard. To, 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 I to I can't do those I can't eat octopus. I feel oh too you bad. Actually, you act, oh you feel bad as opposed to you can't. I forgot. No yeah. no no yeah yeah, yeah. I, Shell, I, I, I mean I can versus, uh, cephalopods. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So shellfish versus cephalopods. The, <laughs> the new, new hit, hit movie sci-fi, the sci-fi movie. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, it would be like the new Sharknado, but like not, but with better. Tara Reed. <laughs> um, not with, or maybe with Tara Reed. Oh, it could get the, real, could get real in there. The human love interest for the for, for the octopus. Um, uh, my, but, yeah, I was gonna say. Let me just cap this real quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the reason I I, I did. I ended up choosing this as number two, and why it was always kind of going to be at least somewhere in my top three was that. Uh, it's a story of a impressive man who is also a, a person in this new in this new environment. He is a leader, and he and he and he is important. But he is uh, a he, he has a force of personality, but he is still um, someone who's trying to adapt to this new area and new country and new people that are involved. And and it's one of the few times, by the way, that white people don't completely fuck something up. That's not the reason why I chose it. Um, uh, and they might, they might, they might've fucked up at the end as far as the trial goes and everything. But like you had, um, Lily and her father, uh, Jay, Jack, uh, is is his new name? Thaddeus was his his original name. Thaddeus. Yeah. That was his old. And then I think it is Jack. Yeah. And so, and he, and he has his bits of, uh, like xenophobia that but he also kind of comes around to it it's a, it's a story where without the last bit of it that is left up in the air you have an actual like cultural assimilation but in the best way where you have yeah. people from one culture coming into another culture getting people from that culture to appreciate them taking them in as neighbors having a community it's a very it's a very uplifting story for to a large degree that that is not totally uh, uh, undone by the uncertainty of the uh, uh, of the ending, and I really enjoy that aspect of it. Not that I need a happy ending to to like a story, but um, yeah. in a, in a book full of some pretty sad endings, this is a good job of, of giving you one that is palatable without being cheesy or corny. And I really do. I really appreciate. That. I also. I also. Um... Like the story within the story too, which is another yes, running very, theme. Yes, very, very much so. That yeah. happens in here. Um, but my number two, yes, please, um, was Good Hunting. 
That was... Okay, so please talk about it, because I'm curious what you have to say. So, I... That was that was the story that got me hooked into wanting to read it, like, all gotcha, the way through. Gotcha, gotcha. I can see how for, through the first couple, you're like, oh, okay, these are kind of some ideas that are being tossed yeah. around. And, and he does a great job of tossing around ideas, don't get me wrong. I get why this would be the hook, though. Yeah, so for me... Uh, I loved the mysticism about it, mm-hmm. and I just, I absolutely loved the lore and the story around yep. it. Um, and I know that in like I, that was a story to me that just, like was totally, um, I don't, like just saturated with like old magic. You know the yes. kind of magic that yes. you would see in a, a Miyazaki mm-hmm. film. Or something like that. You could even compare it to Martin, honestly. To be honest, like, with, with Game oh, of Thrones. Who? And, oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Drink, bitch. It's one of the rare times I didn't realize what I was doing. I honestly forgot about our rule as we were doing this. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Because, because his, like, the introduction of dragons, the reintroduction of dragons into the world is about the state changing from yeah. uh, normal normality, I guess, back into magic again, which this book, uh, which the story does. does yeah, so I, I loved the story. Um, just the idea of, like, being, like, a demon hunter and, and everything like that and having, like, this coming-of-age story for this mm-hmm. boy who's like, you're going to go kill your first. He, oh, I'm going to, I wrote it down. Um... <laughs> Hugh Legion, yes, the 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 demons that uh, the, the the or the traditional Chinese demons that that, that he's hunting with his father. Yeah, I believe. but yeah. they're not they're hunting them because one of them had bewitched us, like one of the like sailor boys or whatever. Yeah. But he was just obsessed with her, and I loved that the boy found like caught one. And she was like, "No, like, you, why are you killing us? Like, you, you have it all the point wrong." Of view on it, yeah. Also, I did love how they had to throw dog piss on him. <laughs> Which was just like one of those little things. Why, where I was, was like, why? Is why? Like, why yeah. do you have to do that? Why can't it be anything else? Like, how did they get the dog piss? Like, I, then I thought about that backstory. Like, what are they just like waiting for dogs to piss in buckets? Like, what are they doing? Correct. So, if, it, if it's a valuable demon hunting fighting tool, yeah. Uh, but uh, just the the story of him catching her, who they turn into foxes. Yes. Um, and then they also turn into like these beautiful women, and the the notion is supposed to be, or the story around them is supposed to be, if once a man has their heart set on one of these creatures, she will always hear his call, like she will yeah. always be drawn to him and heed to her and everything like that. And so um, he lets her go, and then they continue like a friendship. Yeah, uh, which and... is which is weird because his father kills her mother. Yes. Um, as part of this whole demon demon hunter expedition, and it almost isn't like a kind of even ground thing until uh, the times are changing and there's a more technologically advanced age, yeah. and his father hangs himself because he doesn't know how to like well, to I, reimagine himself in this new world. I and loved, now they're kind of on the same page again. Yeah, I love that conversation that yes. they that they had when they had re- they met each other again in mm-hmm. the city and. He, she was like, "I've lost my magic. I can feel it leaving me. Like I don't. The old, the old magic is no longer here." And he yeah. was like, "Oh, my, my father also lost the old magic. Yes. Like my father, like that was also stripped from him as well. And he was even someone who was actively trying to kill old magic and mm-hmm. 
without well, understanding no, like, the consequences. But he was working within the idea of old magic. Yes. He, he, he wasn't trying to root out and destroy all old magic. He was just kind of as part of that same world, and he had his adversary that apparently he was misinformed about, but he had his adversary within that world. Yeah. And then when that world started to change as something new, he didn't know how to deal with it, and then he ended up, ended up committing suicide. Yeah, uh, I just I thought that that comparison of like, oh yeah, my I also like my father also lost like the old magic too, and yeah. then when she gets basically rebuilt into this robotic steampunk demon, basically, yeah. yeah. And she was like, I just want to hunt. I just want to go to my fight. I want to be in my final form. I just want to. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to like be able to be. A fox again, and the I, the imagery yeah. that was created when she like origamied herself mm-hmm, back mm-hmm, down into mm-hmm. a fox and then ran off into the night and she howled and you and when he's like you could see the steam lifting from her mouth I was like shut up yeah shut up I would kill to be a fox are you fucking <laughs> kidding me I mean she did go through like a fuck ton of horribleness yes. For, that was also as do a most story. of the characters in most of these stories. Yeah, but fair, that was yeah. also a story that ended on not such a terrible note. It's a, it, it's it, redemptive is not the right word, but it's it's open. It, like there, there, adaptive, there is, there is a I poss- think. adaptive. Yeah, it, 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 like there's well, someone okay. who's look at me. I deserve a <laughs> sip of wine over here. What? <laughs> well, I thought you were going to take it anyways, but yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it does give a real. Um, it's not happy. It's just like there, 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 there is a new opening of possibility, at least in in, in this uh, story, in, into this new world in in the story, and that makes it, uh, I mean, palatable for sure, but also like uh, like good on its own merits. It, it, the story deserves the ending. It wor- it works yeah. seamlessly into it. It's not like he's making up uh, some of those happy shit just to make people happy. I think that this was the only story that I wish like I would read it. A- series on it oh okay I, like, I could actually do without a couple but I, I, I get your yeah, point I yeah. mean okay my, it's not the only one but this was the one where the I was most, like oh man yeah. like yeah. I, I, I would actually love to learn more about like this old magic and this old you know going back into like what these beings were and everything like that yeah. and then I also love the idea that people are afraid of old magic but they're not afraid of cyborgs like they're afraid of something <laughs> yeah. that they didn't create but when they can create something and which is what she says she's like i realized that i could crush his fate like i realized that i could crush like this man's neck yeah. you know because he had made me so strong yeah. and wasn't afraid of me but i had more power now than I did when yeah. I was a fox. It's like taking agency, essentially. It's, yeah. It, it, it's realizing the power that you have in both in the situation and in society as well, and everything after that. Yeah, it's a really... It, it, it wasn't one of the ones I was going to put on this list, but this whole fucking list of stories is great, so I, like, I, I totally get it, and it's a, it's a great story. Ugh, what was Okay, what was your number one? It was always going to be uh, Mono no, Nowhere. Uh, I no, knew Omari. it. Or is it, did, you, did you know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I apologize if I'm pronouncing that name incorrectly. By the way, um, it is it is just devastating and it is phenomenal. It, it's a, it's an interesting concept. It, it, it's an, it's a immaculate execution and it is a very yeah. very sad story that also happens to find some level of uh, purchase for hope. Um, and yeah. it, it, it is 
man, it, it, it was just, it, it floored me. Like, I, I, I teared up at a lot of these stories because there's, they're, they are very emotional, um, and I challenge anyone to read this and, and say otherwise. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the only one I, 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 I out and out, like, you know, cried at some really? point. Really? At the end of it, yeah. It, I it, definitely it, it teared is. up. I definitely teared up with this one. Um, Griffin and Ripper Baby, what are we drinking? Uh, we are drinking, what is this called? Sorry. Uh, we've got hops, but we've spelled W-E-A-V-E. Uh, by Berkshire Brewing Company, actually. Nice. Oh, I didn't realize it was them. Uh, it's, really, it's a very good beer, by the way. Um, but, uh, <laughs> how's, your, was, how's your pouch drink- of espresso martini doing? <laughs> I was drinking an espresso martini from Avenue Kitchen uh, and Bar in Somerville um, yeah, that came Square, in a yeah. bag. Uh, that I finished. It's like a Capri Sun pouch. Yeah. Oh, and uh, I should I should say uh, shout out to my friend Garvey who uh, stopped by and gave, and, and brought me uh, and, and broke my girlfriend a uh, rocking chair. Uh, oh, you guys got them from from Parlor. Were uh, they we, good? Oh, they're amazing. They're fantastic Ugh. drinks. It's one of my favorite. I was jokingly texting with him earlier today about how he should bring out over a whole vat of like frozen ones. Um, and I was and, and like he should come out and hang out after work because we finally can hang out indoors again with people yeah. that have been fully vaccinated. And uh, he stopped by but couldn't stay because he had dinner plans, but still brought over two drinks. So uh, shout out that dude being awesome. That's fun. Uh, oh, I'm nice jealous. Um, um, so I'm I'll, I'll drink one of those eventually. But yeah, um, I'm now drinking boxed wine. <laughs> yeah, the classiest of upgrades. Going yeah, from bagged booze to boxed wine. I guess bagged, it's still, it's still, still bagged. bagged booze. It's still bagged. <laughs> um, but going back to the story, I guess um, it's a story about a a man who is now living on a spaceship, essentially, um, and they are slowly traveling towards a new world uh, from from Earth, which is which is going to be hit by a meteor, I believe, is this, is yeah. this story. Oh, um, what's the meteor's name? It's so fucking good. Uh, look it up while I do this. Uh, okay. So it, it's, uh, but it's flashing between um, him telling the story as an adult and him uh, reliving his childhood uh, in Japan is where is where uh, this, this character's from and talks about the ways in which uh, that being uniquely Japanese helps them to fight this uh, crisis and the lessons his father taught, taught him. The hammer. The hammer, yeah. Cause that's Fuck, the it's ast- so good. That's, that's the asteroid that's going to yes. destroy the Earth, yeah. Um, and, uh, alright, so the things I liked about this book, aside from just the general, like, dexterity with which Ken Liu tells the, the story, story is just oh sorry the book sorry yeah. as opposed to the book my apologies yeah um, is that this idea that the things that you learn and bring with you along the way are the things that make you who you are and end up mattering in your life to some degree in this case a heroic end for the character yeah. but um that upbringing matters and that culture matters and that, uh, you know, in this case, being uniquely Japanese matters, but also uh, broadly applicable as far, or at least, you know, can be um, once you get into the, the more human part of the story. And is, uh, it's just, tra- it's tragic and beautiful. Uh, he Basically, it's a character who saves this, like, last vestiges of humanity by sacrificing himself to repair, like, the solar sail that they are using to power themselves going to the new world. Also, how did he not foresee any sort of issues like that happening? I assume that they did. No, 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 no. He said, he was like, I, never, I didn't plan for this. 
The doctor was like, I didn't plan for this. I didn't plan for oh, a oh, tear oh. in the sail. Well, I mean, also, like, I love the idea of it being like a fucking pirate ship, just like in space. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, you so. know what I actually pictured? I'm not going to lie to you. I pictured the ship from Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Because <laughs> we had just fucking watched. <laughs> yes. So yesterday, yesterday, as of recording, we watched the goddamn uh, Mortal Kombat marathon with our friend Angela. Shout out, Angela. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, by the way, Mortal Kombat Annihilation is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. We'll get into that later. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yes, the the dragon boat is a very yes. decent way to envision this because it, it has a, ma- a certain majesty and uh, uh, tenor to it that works for it. But um, uh, it's just him him being willing to sacrifice himself to save it is is based so much in the history and it's not a kind of like predestination which i think too many authors yeah. do in these circumstances where you have like no choice other than the one that you made whereas like this is someone who has gone through you know t- instruction from his father over time and an indoctrination into his own nation and their mentality and it comes together to do a very beautiful and noble thing uh, and I really appreciate the way that all that all comes together I also love um, the poems in this as well yes Yes. Oh my god, there's one that says nothing in the cry of the cicada suggests they are about to die. Yes. <laughs> and one that's very timely because cicadas are coming to destroy our yeah, lives yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. Um and two, because I was like, what? Oh my god. How did you put everything into two lines? Yeah. And also make it about a bug. <laughs> yeah, and still and still have the same effect that you had. And also a, a special like a special shout out in this story to the adult ass relationship that they only briefly hint at uh, in the story with uh, oh, yeah. the mother and the uh, the American uh, scientist that, uh, that 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 the son eventually goes away with. Like the basically what happens is that the uh, mother brings the son to a man who can actually get him off Earth before Earth is destroyed because all of the other plans had gone awry. And the assumption is that the father is going to f- w- would not like this because the mother has a history. To yes, some degree, because they went to school w- w- together. Yeah, but like, but they have a romantic history, or yes. or a what could have been type history, or something like that with this doctor. It's never even said outright. It's only no. hinted well, at. they did say that the doctor was like in love with her. That like yeah, but, your but, dad had to put. He was like your dad had to put away his pride because like he was in he was in love with me or whatever like that. But 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 they, but they never said if if, the, no. if that love was consummated or if they had a relationship previously or if there was a uh or if it was instead just like a, a infatuation that, that this one guy had. Um it, See, I had pictured it that the that she was always supposed to be with the doctor. Like that was mm-hmm. like that was her love and she was his, but like that wasn't how it. That wasn't how like life turned out. Sometimes like that doesn't fucking yeah. happen. And so, she, and she always was like, "But I love like I'm happy." But with that's your father. the guy. Yeah. Yeah. And I, that's that's the same impression I get. But I, I should be very clear. That's never that's never stated. And it wouldn't shock me if someone else had a different read on the situation. Um, but what's great about that is it's mentioned like at most a total of like two paragraphs in the, in, oh, yeah, in the yeah. story and managed to hint at all of this depth of feeling that um, that you get with someone because it's told like or at least it's uh, recited from the child's point of view that uh, you just don't know about people until you actually delve into their lives and are actually exposed to their lives and, yeah. it, it, and, and that is a very very human and true thing that I found to be very beautiful also the like scene, working with the story so well in this book 
in this story, story yeah. the part that like really made me like tear up was when they were bringing their son to the doctor, Dr. Yes. Hamilton. Yes. And <laughs> when he like runs away from Dr. Hamilton's grips and goes and hugs his fam- like his parents and his dad says, "You're not afraid, are you?" Dad asked. I shook my head. "Then it's okay for you to go," he said. He looked into Dr. Hamilton's eyes. "Thank you for taking care of my son." Yeah, being a man Ugh. who's big enough to not worry about all this other shit and and be able to give his son over to like the one person that could save him even if this is theoretically uh like his rival for his wife's heart. As a gorgeous, gorgeous sentiment. That, that, again, is only present in this story for, like, two paragraphs out of the 15 or 30 oh, pages yeah, yeah. Or, whatever, or whatever it is, too. Um, actually, yeah, 21 fucking pages for this story to absolutely murder me. It, it, <laughs> it, 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 is, it is absurd how... And this is this is not a theme in his stories. This is a theme in my in my experience with these stories. He does such a good job of ruining me in a very short amount of time. Like yes. the stories that are the longer ones are longer ones because of plot, not because of effect. Like they they are like the the sto- the, the meaning he gets across uh, in each of these short stories is impeccable. Like, I, I, I I've I've seen it happen before. Don't get me wrong, but like uh, he's very 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 good at it. We are defined by the places we hold in the web of others' lives. What? Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. it's, it's about. Like, he does such a good job of, like, going into. I don't want to say a hero complex, but talking about heroics and talking about mm-hmm. being remembered and talking about all of this mm-hmm. stuff. And that mm-hmm. it's not about being the person that, you know, created this insane invention or, you know, we're the person that, in, you know, cured cancer or like did anything that was like insane but it's about the way that the people around you and the actions that you actions that you take with them and the meaning that you put behind your actions with like your surround like your few that surround you is like what turns what makes it here only like it's 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 the glue that holds these communities and in these relationships together that is not these like uh, braviosi uh, ways of dealing with things, but it's instead like the interconnectedness of the communities that we that we yeah. create, either either forcibly or intentionally. And I, I think that's an amazing sentiment. And I, so I, I want to go on to your number one story, real. Uh, but before I do that, real quick, I have a question, which is um, uh, to uh, before I guess I should preface this, like my. I, I was a very individualistic person growing up, and mm-hmm. I, I still am to a, degree, to a degree, of course. Um, but over time, I have become more and more collectivist. Okay. Um, and I, I, I guess I mean that in terms of like you know, say American exceptionalism, uh, the individual spirit, and all, all that stuff, with, and and the idea of you know uh, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, these Amer- these American truths that we hold very ideal. Um, and then there's this idea of the community and the whole is what matters more, um, which is represented at least in some of these stories um, from a Japanese perspective and to a lesser extent, I would say the Chinese perspective. Um, do you feel like that you have changed over your, your life or do any, does anything in this story make you think that like one outlook is perhaps better than the other or anything like that? I think that... I I think I used to care a lot more how others perceived me. Mm-hmm. So, when it came to being more collect being more of a collectivist or being more of like in like an individualist, mm-hmm. I think 
I used to mold myself to the group around me and like how they kind of went about things. Mm-hmm. And as I've gotten older, I'm definitely more of a collect. I'm gonna say this so wrong. Collective list. Coll- <laughs> I want to call. I want to keep wanting to say collectible, but that's not it at all. I'm not no. a collectible. Um, I don't. Yeah, I definitely think that I have that I have changed, and I I think it also helps that I like my energy comes from like making other people, people. happy. Yeah, which I it I have what people call I'm cripplingly considerate. <laughs> where I will I my happiness really is fueled by like making someone else happy. So, mm. like I like planning things for someone else, doing that and I will do that to the point where like I will be so fucking stressed out that I'll have a panic attack or an anxiety attack. But when that date happens, like when that party happens or when that like gift happens, yeah. The anxieties that I felt don't fucking matter because all co- it all it all comes out in the, in the payoff of like the, yeah. the, the 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 connectedness or, or or the thing that you did for someone and, else. Yeah. And then I, re- I remember talking to uh, my therapist about this. Shout out <laughs> therapy, mental health. Of <laughs> uh, uh, when I was talking about this, and she was asking me, are, "Do you do this because you want to be the person that gives the best gift, or are you doing this because you know that?" the person that you're giving this to is going to appreciate like do you yeah, not yeah, care yeah. about the actual gift and care about the emotion that you're giving or do you care that like people are going to be talking about like your party people are going to be talking about your gift is it a, is it a competition for like self uh, aggrandizement or is it inst- yeah. or, or is it about like the way that you can make someone feel the and way that, that was yeah and that was something that I definitely had to think about for a while yeah of, like that's totally fair why why am I doing these things? You know, where, where is the joy coming from? Where is like the gratification coming from? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel fine about it now. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad you reached a good place. Uh, yeah, t- just to wrap it up real quick. I, I think that like, I, I, before I was much more, um, uh, like, like that individualism is what matters overall because you can't quench individuality and you should not try to quench individuality. And as I've, as I've aged, I, it's not that I don't think individuality matters. I definitely still do. It's that I think that when you ignore the community that you are in for your own individuality, not as in like, oh, I'm like, you know, I want to be free by being able to be who I am, and I shouldn't. I, so I shouldn't suppress it for the community. I'm not talking about that kind of stuff because that's totally understandable. I'm more talking about like when you are endangering community because of your own like rash individualistic actions. That's the kind of thing I've I've come around a lot more on as being as being much more reasonable to uh, to fit into a larger whole in a very very positive way as well. That's interesting because when you say something like that, it just to me it triggers the. Well, you wouldn't be who you are without your surroundings, you know? Yes, like, yes. You are, the way that you are is because of, you know, the collective people who have raised you and the collective Absolutely. people who are in, in your life. So I think it's so interesting when people do talk about, like, this whole idea of individuality, uh, which I do understand, like, being true to yourself, which I think is different than, you yes. know, being detrimentally like an individual and not wanting anything to do with like the group but Mm. the idea that you can only have like this like happy life if you are an individual like if you don't follow the herd or if you don't whatever you know like sometimes like the reason why there's a herd is because they're 
they're doing something something fucking right, you know. But uh, I mean, for me, it's not even. It's it's more like um, it's like there's there's selfishness and selflessness, and oh, there is yeah. something that, that is somewhere in between. Like you don't need to give up everything about yourself for the for the greater good, no. and you also don't need to be yourself at the expense of everyone else. There is there is a sliding scale here that you can yeah. move a little bit away from one extreme to the other. Uh, I don't want to bog us down with this idea too much. Uh, I do want to hear your number one very much. Yeah. Because well, I'm curious I, one about this. one more thought on that. Oh, okay, um, please, yeah. Like a point where I know that like I'm not like I'm never going to stop being like an individual and thinking about myself is because I have a pair of like four year old Doc Martens that I wear every <laughs> single day. <laughs> And I do know I know that, these Doc Martens. Yeah, I Doc do Martins. know that they smell fucking rank. Like, I know. <laughs> and I will still take... I'll, I'm going to take them off if I go into someone's house. Yeah. You know, like... You're, and you're going to have to deal with it, you know? Like, I'm not... Because that's me. <laughs> because that's... I'm just being me. Um, and my number one pick was the Paper Menagerie. Wow, really? Okay. Uh, interesting, because I like that story, but I was not... Please, I go... go that, sell sell yeah. it. I, I, I'm curious. So that one to me was the one where I went through the most emotion, where I went through, okay. ang- I was so fucking angry, but I also got it. Like yeah. I, under- yep, yep, like yep, I yep, understood yep, yep. this like teenage rebellion. And I think it was a-, a lot to do with like growing up, my dad and I didn't have a great relationship and mm-hmm. my form of rebellion was not wanting to do anything that my dad wanted to do sure, and sure, not sure, wanting sure. to like anything that like, so my dad wanted to go on hikes. I'd be like, ew, hikes suck. And I'm like, fuck, like I should have gone on more hikes yeah, or like. Yeah, yeah. That kind of a thing, um, and so that story just like hit homes with like so many things. That's very fair, yeah. And um, that was the one that actually had me like crying <laughs> when you like realize too late. And like to be fair, I have a very great relationship with my dad, so like I'm the ending you, of that you have, story. You haven't, is... like, you haven't completely missed the boat as far as that yeah, goes. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but that story, I just thought, and also just the origami animals. Oh, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Was just such a great way. And then when the tiger, when he realized that she had put together the tiger again, his mom had put together the tiger mm-hmm, again, I was mm-hmm. like, I'm fucking done. Yeah. Like, fucking done. And it was just, to me, it just showed actual, true, like, human, like, ch- child connection with, like, parent of where you can be such a fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. And to the point where you're, like, ruining a relationship and she still loves... Like, she's still, like, I know you are embarrassed of me. I know that, yeah, like, yeah, you didn't want yeah. anything to do with my culture. Like, I understand... Like, I know. And I understand. She's like, I just want you to know that when I saw your face, I thought that I was going to have a little bit of home. Like, I thought that I was... <sighs> I I yeah. thought that, like, yeah. I, we were going to be able to speak together, that we were going to be able to do things together. Yeah. Like, I finally felt like I had a home. Uh, and you ruined it. And she also just, like, fucking st- stabbed him. Just, like, daggered him. But she, that... she also didn't, like... She wasn't trying to, like, vindictively. So no. Much. She was just, like, getting out her, like, uh, what, 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 like what she felt during, the, like, 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 the time that she was going through. But, the, the the short this is a fifteen fucking page story. It's that, about a, yeah. it's about a mother who like is able to breathe lives into these origami animals for her son, who is a half uh, Chinese or uh, 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 well, he is sorry he is half Chinese from a Chinese mother and an American father, and uh, he goes through a period of rebellion against his Chinese his, his Chinese heritage because he is being made fun of at school and like or by the popular kid that he is in the same neighborhood with and he doesn't want anything to do with it because it is like yeah 
it's he's an obvious target because of it, and, and rather than embrace it, uh, which you know, I think that adults, or at least you know, I, I believe at least like well balanced adults would, would would lean into, he rejects it and doesn't want anything to do with it. And, and, like, beyond just rejects it, but stops talking to his mother completely, stops, like, and has, she's, he goes, like, refuses I Refuses to like, talk to her in Chinese, even though he understands Chinese. Yes, uh, and refuses to yeah. answer her if she ever speaks in Chinese, so exactly, she has yeah. to speak in English, but she has such broken English that he gets embarrassed about it, so then yes. she just, like, she's then she just stops 22 talking. to the fucking ends of the earth, yeah, yeah. So then she just stops talking. The scene that she was, like, when he just, the narrator describes her as just, like, okay, I'm just, like, not going to talk anymore. So she would just point at things that she wanted. Yeah. It was, that, that story to me was the most devastating. That the, was. The, the losing, like, the, a mother losing, like, this, the, the, the support of her child mm-hmm. in, 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 in a way that was not just a, like, disagreement, but almost a rejection of her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and so, like, that one just hit so, like, many buttons Sure. It was like you're gonna cry on this page. By the way, I know it's only like two pages in, but like get ready and like yeah. oh by the way, like you're gonna cry here. Oh by the way, you like you're gonna like FaceTime with someone in the next ten minutes. No, you're not because you're gonna fucking sob at the end of this book, <laughs> at the end of this story. I was like actually sobbing at the end. It's like I, I, I should I should like state like I I really like this story like uh, uh like we we have a top three out of fifteen and all almost all of these are very very good so this is not shade whatsoever yeah. um my thing with that is that like the the letter at the end felt almost a little heavy handed as far as like really kind of like delivering the emotional punch like all in mm-hmm. one like very straightforward way whereas a lot of his other stories are more subtle in how those come together um. That does not, in any way, shape, or form, mean it's bad. It's just the, it's, if, if I have a reason to delineate between things, that's why yeah. I personally didn't have that in, in, See, in my. See, I actually like, liked it because it felt purposeful for him doing that. Like I felt like I agree, that I agree with. Yes. Yeah. So I liked that. I didn't mind that it was so heavy-handed because it mm-hmm. felt like he was doing it on purpose. Yeah. To okay. you know, so yeah, that, um, I, I do. I do get that. Yeah. And. Uh, as I, I love like little nuances and stuff that were happening, but I think this story there wasn't going to be an opportunity for little nuances and stuff like that to no, happen. So like I thought that it did such a good job of like okay, when your child doesn't even want to fucking talk to you, what do you do? And like now that I'm thinking about it, this, in, I mean, this entire series of short stories has so many um, stories of parents and children not yes. getting along. So or much. they're having this like disconnect or there there's this you know betrayal that happens at like a young age that a child can't fully understand yet mm-hmm. or um a betrayal that happens just at the age where like you're starting to be able to understand what betrayal yeah, like, looks like, like formative years uh, yeah. Of it, yeah um and i just yeah this this story just fucking got me roxy I, I mean, I, I believe, uh, I think, it, yeah, it won a Nebula, and so it's actually very funny. I, I got a book uh, from the library, and the person who um, who read this book at least sometime in the past had noted all of the awards that they'd gotten over time. So, like, each oh, story wow. has, like, like, this is the one that won the Nebula and the Hugo, um, or, or at least was nominated. I, I don't know if it was winning or not, but, like, 
Um, yeah, like this, it, 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 it is the title of this book for a reason. It is a, or, uh, an award nominated, if not winning, story for a reason. Like, yeah. it, like my own personal preferences as far as as this goes, like notwithstanding, like it is a very, very good story, and it yeah. is an emotional gut punch. In I way. so I, I was surprised that it was that it ended up being my favorite. I kept on thinking, like, okay, no, like, mm-hmm, some mm-hmm. like uh, there's gonna be something else, but that's something's just the gonna one. come along, yeah, for sure, yeah. Um, and there definitely were stories that, like, there were parts of stories that I loved, like yes. the waves, like the final two paragraphs in yeah. the waves, yeah. where she basically recreates humanity by, like, ah, by, like, yeah. talking about all these different origin stories, yep. and then you realize that she is the one that is creating, or, like, she's the one that's, you know, creating a new race of mm-hmm. things, Yep. Oh, I loved that. When she was like, I didn't do anything major. I just stuck my hand in there and tweaked a little thing. Tweaked a little thing. So, you know, to, cr- to create life. <laughs> to create yeah, intelligent hundred, life. Yeah, a yeah, hundred years down. Like, it's not going to happen soon, but a hundred years down the road, they're going to realize that they need fire. That they're yeah. going to realize that, like, they can communicate. They're going to realize all the shit. Just... Did I, I? I have to ask out of curiosity: Is there if you had to guess another story that I wouldn't put in my top three, but you probably know I loved? Do you have? Oh, one? the regular. <laughs> yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, that's why I asked. I question. even have it in my notes. I have it starred saying the regular Andy. <laughs> yeah, the regular. So the regular is this great fucking like neo noir story uh, yes. about about a, a man who is. Um, who kills uh, high-end prostitutes for their recording devices in their eyes in order to use, yeah. to use it as blackmail. And the person hunting him down is a uh, former cop, now private eye, who is cybernetically <laughs> enhanced. And, 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 and perhaps... I also love the regulators in that. That yes. was a really that a, a very interesting emotional idea yes. too, um, and, and whether or not it actually does lead to the right decision or, in fact, the, a ambivalent decision about, about what you do. Um, it's it's a really really cool like uh like private eye story and I love noir as I knew you yeah. knew which is why I, was, I knew this is a, yeah. a softball question Funny. for you but I was I was curious if you if it came through yeah yeah oh well, yeah 100%. <laughs> I started reading this and I was I I thought that it was gonna be in your top three I, honestly, honestly. Uh, so, so so the uh, the only reason it's not is because it's just it, it's a very very well executed story both of the genre and uh. Just in general, it's a very smart, uh, well plotted story. It's just that it doesn't do something larger for me that some of these yeah. other stories did, um, and, and so I, I that, that that was my number one honorable mention. Like if, if we were getting into that, like there's, uh, I mean, I don't know if you want to run through any of those real quick. Some like some like bits from so the, just from like these the rest books. of the stories because yeah, the, some the stuff rest that we of them are like all about. honorable mentions. I, I I know, but like some some, some particular parts of, of of what you liked in a certain. So for mm. example, I think state change is a beautiful I was story. Just a, gonna say that I like that one took me a hot second to. Yeah, I had to, to reread process, that right? one. Yeah, so I, yeah, because I didn't fully understand what was happening. I was like, oh, like I don't really get what the whole ice cube thing is, even mm-hmm. though, like, whatever. So I had to go back and reread it, and I was like, oh, okay. It's not about death. It's about, like, recreation. It's about... Exactly. It, it, yeah, it, yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's, it's It's almost Phoenix, Phoenix-esque as far as that goes. I, I, lo- I, lo- I really like that story, and honestly, if that was, like, 
the thirteenth story instead of the third story, I might have that higher on my on, on my like personal list. Um, and I, and that's very unfair. But like other stuff came after that just kind of like floored me in a way that this one I didn't remember that one doing as much, even though I really really enjoyed it at the time. There was one. Um, I'm trying to remember which story it was. Talk oh, about it, I remember. Uh, an advanced reader's picture book of comparative cognition. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's the line where. Uh, the mother goes, then she broke the rest of the chocolate bar in halves and fed a piece to me and ate the other half. We have children because we can't remember our first taste of ambrosia. Like, the idea... There's, like, just so many ideas of, like, this whole generational thing of, like, trying Mm -hmm. to, like... It's basic... This entire book is about the idea of recreating something. Of, like, recreating... Interesting, yeah. Of, like either recreating it for yourself or watching someone be able to do the thing that you're trying to chase. Yeah, yeah, that you couldn't do. Or that that you had to prep them to do that you knew you couldn't do yourself. Exactly, like like whether or not that be, you know, moving from one country to another country Mm -hmm, or whether or not mm -hmm. that having AI, you know, taking over everything and having to move to a different planet or having... It's this whole thing of just, like, trying to recreate something that... You're that you had and you want to have again. You know? I I think that's a really good way of putting. It. I had a lot of theme uh, ideas in here. I have like um, cultural assimil- assimilation versus preservation. I have um, like adaptation and cultural change. I have st- like storytelling. I know that we've talked about uh, the black mirror aspects oh, of, some yeah. of, of some of these stories for sure. I think that's a, that's one of the better ways to describe it. it, it the idea of Change, yeah, um, is 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 probably the most essential material to this. It leads to a lot of other stuff. It le- like there's a lot of larger ideas that are embedded in that idea, but I think that's the one that kind of gets at this story. And it's the, or it's, it's I, also like the, the idea of cha- like not even really <clears throat> seeing that change either. You know, it's just yes, this, yes, the, this change that happens, and you look back on the story. And that's why I love that these are short stories, too, because you can remember page one. You can remember mm-hmm, the absolute beginning of this story, and everything happens so fucking fast that even you as a reader are like, wait, how the hell did we just get here? Yeah. And you can remember every single bit of every single story, and the idea that there is this huge change that happened, but as you're reading it, it doesn't seem intense or it's yes. in a jump or anything like that. Because even at least for me, like I, I was always like I think that you have to do this in a genre e story uh, like collection oh, of stories, yeah. uh, especially short stories that you have to kind of meet the author at their own level. And I think that a lot of times that you're so busy meeting the author at their uh, in this case, obviously Ken Liu at his own level in each story that you almost like the 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 moral is a bad way of saying it, but at least the theme of it is kind of sneaks up on you until, until the end. And then it it just washes over you like, Oh, that's what I just fucking read. Holy Jesus. And it it is really impressive. Every single story also does such a good job of not, um, like I was never waiting for the punchline. I was never, never, never. I was, I was so invested in the story as it was going. Yeah. And the state of change. Yep. That was like the only one, that I was kind of, like, the only story where I was mm-hmm. waiting for something or, like, realized something, like, I knew something bad was going to happen was A Brief History of the Trans-Pacific Tunnel. Yeah, that's fair. 
Um, and that, and I think that's just because that was like towards the end of, you know, the book. So I had become, not that, not that Ken Liu even did use the same structure in any of his stories, but I was like, something's got to happen. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There's going to be a, what's a big going, I mean, also that story was fucked yes. too. Everything. And, the last story. The last story. So yeah. So uh, that's actually how I'd like to end this. If you if you don't mind, like uh, one a quick shout out to the litigious master and the monkey king. I love our litigation master and the monkey king. I thought it was a great fun story that also mm-hmm. had a whole lot of heart to it. It just uh, didn't fit into how like I was judging these stories. Mm-hmm. Um, the the very last story, the man who ended history, uh, the documentary ver- version of telling that story. Um, <sighs> the idea that you can go back in history but that when you do you destroy history is by itself a fantastic concept oh, for yes. a, a novel a series or something like that yep. um and he manages to put it into um a particular story from the second world war that I didn't know anything no, about. Nothing. By the way, did you look it up afterwards? Oh, I, looked up, yes. I, looked up, I looked it up to make sure it was real, and yes. uh, yep. it wasn't just an invention of the story, even with the footnotes and everything. Yep. Holy shit! Yeah. So wait, that... hold on. Unit. So the story is about Unit Seven Thirty One, um, and this is during World War Two, mm-hmm. and it's before the U.S. is involved. And right, yes, before the. It doesn't really matter as yeah. far as the story goes. So, it's, it's in Japanese-occupied China. Yeah. yeah. So how the narrator describes it, or like in this documentary, esque, it's basically like Auschwitz, mm-hmm. but for for the Chinese. Yeah. And so, and it's but, not quite the scale, but like the depravity is perhaps worse. Depending yeah. On how so you think it's about this it, yeah. place where um, these like scientists, doctors, and also military are doing intense and absolutely abhorrent, great word. Um, <laughs> Anti-human uh, yes. things, uh, like just awful, awful. They are, they're, they're basically try, they're trying out different types of chemical warfare on these prisoners. They're, they're vivisecting live yep. prisoners, like yep. Jesus fucking they're, Christ. They're making, they're uh, frostbiting their arms and then cutting them off. They're raping yeah. nurses for to infect with syphilis, uh, like, like in order to. Sign, it is absolutely fucking horrific, and it, it's a story. <sighs> and this is this is like this is the one story that I that I that I felt like the uh, the author in as it, as oh, it, yeah. uh, and, and not that not that he was doing any of these things obviously, or not even that he is his overall main goal, but it is I believe a goal of his to bring this to public consciousness. Oh yeah, um, and. His narrative does. I wonder how much it mirrors the the characters. Evan, I believe his name is Evan Way. Mm-hmm. Um, how much he had to deal with that kind of stuff while dealing with the Chinese government, probably while trying to write this story about uh, about Unit Seven Thirty One, right? Yeah. Um, uh, and I, like, this is a very very meta y story because because like. You can read it first and foremost as this, you know, condemnation of of, of what the Japanese did in China during World War Two, but you also can then read it again and read it as Ken Liu dealing with 
trying to tell this story and interacting with the Chinese government, but not wanting to be polluted by the Chinese government's yeah. impression around the world while still telling the story. I mean, it's a very fascinating piece. So I, I, reading reading this last story as if it was Ken Liu, like going back into it, mm-hmm. and you know the idea of um, going back in time and destroying history, and because. And there is a lot of issues, you know, within the story that he was sending back, um, he was sending back family members of the people who were held yep. in these bear, like, I mean, in this internment camp. Yeah. Um, and death, death camp. Death camp. Yeah. 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 Uh, and that he was sending back family members and not historians. So he wasn't getting an accurate depiction and everything like that. But realistically, that's what this entire book is. This entire book is family stories. And yes. it's, it's an yes. entire book of just passing on a family lineage and a family story and, a, and everything. You know, none of it in this is, quote unquote, like, oh, no, I did it. It's about valuing. I said, quote unquote. Oh, uh, I don't think you have to drink for that, though. Uh, you know, I mean, I will. <laughs> I, I think that it's about uh, it's value, valuing humanity over narrative um, in, in a way that uh, is made only explicit in the, in this last story. Um, and what makes this last story so good, and the, and the only reason, honestly, it didn't make my, my, my top three is that it seemed like it was more than just a story. Yeah. It seemed it seemed like it wasn't just um, one story for that, that we should be choosing from, but it was instead a larger commentary on both the rest of the book and about his own experience and about relations with with China and about everything else as far as this goes. I I I did really I, I did really really enjoy this story. Um, I fin- I mean I, I read it today. <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 I know you had a couple left. Yeah. Uh, so I was like. Oh, fuck, shit. This is fucking heavy. Like, just ruined with it, Just yeah. absolutely annihilated by this. It's yeah. ruthless. And I, this is this is definitely one of those stories where you were reading it, and like we talked about at the beginning um, of the podcast, where he brings in these just gruesome depictions of what, is being done to these prisoners. What humans are doing to humans, I think, is and one of the biggest. He things does it in a way that doesn't make it seem fake. Like it's uh, it's mm-hmm. real. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. things that happened, mm-hmm. and he presents it in the story in in such a matter of fact way that it it with with it, also with all, with also not being casual or careless no. exactly. Like he gives it the appropriate amount of weight, but it's not like he's hammering you over the head with it too. Yeah, which is really and, a hard line to walk. And the idea that, and and then you find out at the end, Sally, who is married to the doctor who created this th- mm. this thing that could send you back in time, that her great grandfather or grandfather just actually believe, yeah. was one of the doctors at at this what so, uh, what town was it in? Uh, uh, Harbin, I believe, was the name of yes. it, or at least the, the American name of it. Uh, yeah, Ping Feng, uh, something else. Um, I will, yeah. I will look it up. Um, but that uh, he was one of the doctors there, and one of the and architects, he, more or less. Too. Yes, like, yeah. And he had, and she had to realize and understand, like, how do you think, like, how do you look at someone who you have thought has been such a good person? Yeah. How do you look at someone who has 
you know, but your fucking grandfather, you know, who a a lot of people maybe not idolize, but, you know, there's someone that's important in their lives. At the very least, hold an esteem, yeah. And then you, you have to recreate your entire narrative of your existence with this person after finding out that they have committed <laughs> fucking crimes like crimes against humanity and i mean that in the most explicit reading of that and not like some kind of generic catch-all term for what people do Pink yeah. Fang. Pink Pink Fang. Fang. yeah 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 uh, it was it like th- th- like that story like i think deserves i'm glad we got around to it uh, i think it deserves special mention both in terms of a meta narrative for the whole thing as well as a a horrific thing that the author is also trying to bring to light, both in story and in in in, in uh, not in media res, but in in real life. Once again, this is like day two hundred of me asking to read a happy book. Uh, <laughs> no one can ever send us happy books, <laughs> and no, and yet, yet to have a happy book. And someone I did ask, and they were like, "Why don't you just read where the sidewalk ends?" I'm like, "I'm sorry, what the." F- have you heard the title yeah, of that? Have you, have you ever heard you know, anything about that goddamn book? Like, I'm sorry. That's teaching kids how to deal with, like, death and other things. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Even, like, if, you wanna, even if you want to read, like, like, Calvin and Hobbes or something like that, it's all going to come back around to some real existential shit at the end. This is, and we've talked about this in the past, this is why it's so fucking hard to write happy things. Without them being... Corny... Or yes. forced. Or, yes, like, yeah. like the whole, like, without it being some sort of romantic, you know, thing. I think this is why everyone should just watch Ted Lasso. <laughs> Please do. Please do.